So what I was saying was like, I realized I don't really have any hobbies. And I remember I was on like a discord call with uh, a few other TikTokers. And uh, I was asked, uh, they said like, Lucas, uh, what, what games do you play? And I was like, what, excuse me. And I, and they're like, what video games do you play? What, what, what? And I was like, Oh, I don't really play video games that much. I was like, I mean, I, I, I occasionally dip into an old Lego star Wars game. Ooh. They're really fun. There's a new one coming out this year that I'm actually really looking forward to. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I like those. I like occasionally like a new proper game. Like I played like Jedi Fallen Order on the PS4, which is a really good game. And I like the Pokemon games. Is Jedi Fallen Order one of those games where you like shoot at like weird looking, like really ugly looking monsters? There are a lot of really ugly looking monsters, new, new ones, but it's, it's a lot of platforming, like jumping from place to place to get to a goal, but it, they have really good lightsaber battling where you okay. actually have to Ooh. kind of strategize. Like, it's not just oh, attack, attack, that. attack. It's like attack from above, block, parry, and then... And I then, mean, so that's how it would be with a real lightsaber, right? Exactly. It's <laughs> yes. really, in terms of like, it, it actually gives you the chance to strategize and, and learn perfect timing and stuff. It's a really fun game, but... Apparently, in the eyes of like proper gamers, I like just don't. And that's the thing, I'm not really a gamer. And that's when I realized I don't really have any hobbies. And they were like, well, what do you do for fun? Like, and I was like, I like putting out a podcast in the background while I'm folding laundry. Like, that's oh, all I could say. But it's so peaceful, it's Lucas. So nice. That's a hobby. That's so suit. We're just a bunch of crotchety old ladies. You know we what really my big are. you know what my big hobby has been lately? And you should get into this too. Mm, oh. Jigsaw puzzles. Oh, oh, I love jigsaw puzzles. 1,000 pieces. I sit with a jigsaw puzzle. I watch the highly problematic but very addictive old seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Which oh, I've, beautiful. I finally started and I sit and I do a puzzle and like I could never work again if I was paid that sounds to do that. Re- just that on the background while you're, I like having my hands occupied. That's why I'm also really afraid of knitting or crocheting because I know I would love it. I'm not oh, even, yeah. I know I would love it. You would lose your mind loving it. Like lose your mind loving it. What a sentence, Gabby. Mm. What is going on? You know, it's that's, not my hobby lately words. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's like very lazy poetry, but it's like, you could, it's very relatable. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like rupee Coor vibes. Yeah. But I love like anything to do with like patterns or just like, or organizing something. I, I find that very, very mentally soothing. And I, <sighs> I would get so addicted to it. Yeah, I I will say I've tried knitting and crocheting. How'd not, it go? Not especially well, um, because I don't have the spatial awareness to like know where my like whether my to remember whether my hand's gone like up or down with the needle. Oh, okay. And then it's just I mean, I would probably be better at, at like being in the army or something like super high stakes. <laughs> than knitting a scarf you know what i mean i'd be better at killing i'd be better at killing than knitting i would be a way better murderer you know why because it doesn't take any finesse (laughs) you just kill people and if you kill the wrong person you're like oops sorry but like that's america real question how how good is your aim Maybe not necessarily like shooting something, but how are good are you like maybe like beer pong? Like how good are you at aim? My aim is good. Well, because I have okay. some hand-eye coordination because I used to play sports. It's my okay. spatial awareness and body awareness. Hmm. Sometimes I don't realize when there's a hole in my pants. 
I'm just like, this okay, feels that's okay, that's easy. Oh, okay. Well, that that's, that's understandable. That's different, but it also bleeds into I don't have a lot of spatial awareness. I I still have to use this gesture where you hold your hands up to with two L's to know which is your left and which is your right. Every time I need to make a snap decision, I'm like, is that not like a side effect of dyslexia? Are you dyslexic? I'm actually not, but I am. Um, the idea of like I, of like not knowing your left. <laughs> the idea of like not knowing your left from your from your right. Oh, that's a good. I that's actually good for like the L as like your left. Dyslexic. Yeah. Now you're gonna use it every time. Where are you dyslexic? No, I'm not. No. I did think I was when I was in high school, or maybe that I had a reading problem. Mm. I didn't realize it was an eye issue, actually. Oh, really? I've heard about that. People, like, can't understand the lesson on the chalkboard and the teachers. I are could like, do that. No, my problem yeah. is I couldn't stay focused on a book. And to this day, I found, oh. like, I find reading comprehension really difficult. It just, it takes a lot of energy. And I realized right. it's because I have an issue called convergence insufficiency, which is where, like, my eyes are, like, pretty normal. But, like, if they, so, like, you're muscles they move up to the yeah. to the right to the left up the ones that make them go together so you could focus on something nearby they're not as strong for me mm-hmm. and so all of my energy was focused on just pushing my eyes to on the same on one object close oh. that all of my energy was on that so I didn't have any energy to like actually take in the written word from I the way you had... described it I just imagine your eyes as like kind of googly eyes <laughs> you're just yeah, like get them straight now <laughs> come on <laughs> No, but for real. And I had no idea, no idea that what you're supposed to do when you're, when you're reading is reading in clumps of words in groups of words. I was reading. Well, I would just read like one word at a time. Uh, I would just do that. And I didn't realize you would read in clusters that that's what most people did. No. Yeah. You read in clusters. I'm realizing that now I've never realized that before. I've just always done it. Not to brag. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but i had no I'm idea i'm a clustery so like, girl you're a clustery girl but the, i went to see like an eye therapist and he was like no no no. this is what people do and so you need to like try to open your scope and open your vision and i and i just tried to do it in threes and like it was the first time i actually saw images appear in my mind from the words on the written page and i actually got emotional because yeah. i'd never wow. experienced that before in my life that's beautiful. That actually reminds me of something f- fucked up I did when I was like 14. What'd you do? I don't think it was actually fucked up because I was definitely put in this position, but I was made it at summer camp, not made. I mean, I auditioned for a play and I got the leading mm-hmm. role about a girl who was blind. Um, and that was basically the premise of the play. I don't remember what else happens. I think at some point someone jumps out of a TV screen and like teaches her father how to love or something. But I just remember I was 14. I played a blind girl. So I had to like, I spent a lot of time when I was at summer camp, like walking around the grounds of the camp with my eyes closed. Oh, <laughs> And like, I remember at one method. point. I, I was so method. Also, the character ate Fruit Loops every day. So I ate Fruit Loops every day to like try and be so method. <laughs> and then at one point I was like staring out at a field um, and I was like, isn't it beautiful to be able to see? <laughs> because I had been walking around my eyes closed, depriving myself of sight. <laughs> Ooh. 
my dumb ass was like play this disabled character and like let it teach you a lesson about sight and seeing. <laughs> oh this is why God. theater kids need to be stopped. So <laughs> when you were saying that you cried, I was like, Lucas, I too have been there because I once stared at a field and thought, isn't it cool I can see? <laughs> And speaking of theater kids, our subject of the day involves one very, very, very famous theater kid who got involved in something a little bit over her head. And (laughs) I know you're talking about Meghan Markle, but it sounds like we're just like doing a profile on a girl in Indiana who like (laughs) the local play (laughs) and couldn't memorize her lines in time. Oh my god. <laughs> Please welcome uh Emma from Syracuse who <laughs> just got cast as the witch in Into the Woods and doesn't know how to act yet. She's got a lot Emma to learn. From Syracuse. <laughs> oh my god. I'm writing that down in the episode title. Emma from Syracuse. Yeah, but we are gonna talk she about She likes horses and roasted tofu. She likes she uh, thinks that both sides are making valid points on BLM versus Blue Lives <laughs> She doesn't know better yet. She's Emma from Syracuse. When she goes to college at Bennington, she's a product of her home. We can't hold it against her. We she's can't. a child. But she's learning to act, and that's what matters. She has a passion. Exactly. Our, this is the power of the arts. <laughs> Are more than two parents going to come see her production? Absolutely not. But will she still give it her all? Of course she will. (laughs) Emma from Syracuse, a theater kid who got a little in over her head. (laughs) I like that. I want to, I want to use that as like a code name for Meghan Markle. And, and then, and then for Emma, we have code names for everyone else. So Prince Harry Garfield. Moving on. Okay. Prince Harry's Garfield. William is, um, Gromit from Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> um, okay. The the queen is um donuts. Do- mm, I had a worse idea. <laughs> <laughs> what was your idea? I didn't necessarily want it to be the queen, but I wanted someone to be named Ass Eater. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Philip. Philip. <laughs> Philip is I Ass Eater. It. The queen is donuts miss donuts those are the sirens going to arrest us right now yeah they're they're coming fast all right so we okay so wait ass eater miss donuts garfield gromit and emma from syracuse (laughs) so emma from syracuse and gromit fell in love no gromit wait gromit is prince william (laughs) very different very different oh Oh, wait what about kate middleton we need one for kate middleton Oh, um, God, stick up her ass, bitch. I don't know. I can't stand her. My, uh, I feel like my vendetta against Kate Middleton is something different, which is that. What is he, What is your vendetta against Kate Middleton? What's going on? Um, I feel like my mom always really liked her and saw her as like the oh. pinnacle of beauty when. And right. I just heard a lot about their marriage when like when she first married Prince William, everyone was like, they're so in love. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's so successful. She went to St. Andrews and she just happened to fall in love with this prince. And it just all seemed too good to be true. And my mom was always like, Kate Middleton, she's so glamorous. And I think it made me jealous 
and I you, it made to- you go like I see through the matrix I I, I see through this whole operation or I like- was like look at my mom talking about this other brunette as if she's so great but I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> you have room for one brunette in your life mom that is all you're allowed that to is en- all you're allowed fuck my sister <laughs> just one well I guess she's a redhead doesn't count but oh yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. She's like kind of a redhead. I mean, it's okay. Like, it depends. Enough on removed, definition. so you can so you can just say it. not a brunette, just yeah. me. Yeah, she's she's no Lucas Hedges, who will probably. Did you see that tweet saying like Lucas Hedges needs an Emmy? We need to get him on the Crown. Oh, I I don't know who that is. I've I've seen his name before, and I I actually have him on a poster because he was in Lady Bird, and I made a one of my weird little posters that has. Uh, and then I changed his name to Luge Edges because I Luge changed all the names. <laughs> Luge edges. Lucas, but Lucas Hedges is my man. Crush. I, I changed search. Oh wait, what? Say that again. Lucas. Lucas he's Hedges my is man, man crush. crush. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. I I don't really understand it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But when I see Lucas Hedges, I feel a way about men that I don't wow. ever feel. Okay, I'm googling him, and ooh, interesting. He's right. got very. He's got very nephew of a lumberjack in Norway vibes. Oh, that's interesting. But did you Google Lucas Hedges or did you do what I did, which is Google Lucas Hedges hot? <laughs> I just I just Googled Lucas. Okay, now I'm now I'm Googling hot. Um, well, hold on. Now I'll just Google Lucas Hedges regular. <laughs> yeah, this is I this is pretty much the same for me. I mean, it's not doing anything special. So you're saying he's hot? Yes. <laughs> Wait, you're yep. right. They are the same pictures. <laughs> They're pretty much the same pictures. There's nothing even slightly more risque or suggestive or just like giving like a little blue steel. There's nothing going on. It's just him just going, hmm, hi. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't exude like male sex appeal vibes. I mean, if he did, I'd be like, you're trying so hard. I can't. Yeah. But because he's not is specifically why I love him. But enough about him because he's not anyway. part of the royal family. Yes. Like Emma from Syracuse. Yes, and Garfield. Garfield, who fell in love. W- yes, th- with each other. <laughs> this is getting... with each other, not Gromit. <laughs> not Gromit. No, 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 no. Meghan Markle didn't was not involved with Prince William. I just want no. everybody to know. Although I guess she went on a date with Piers Morgan, from what I understand. Piers Morgan? Wait, they went on a date? Meghan... I, th- I thought that they just had like weird interactions on TV before. Did they go on a date? I heard on Twitter, I could be wrong, but like the reason Piers Morgan hates Meghan Markle is because they got set up on a blind date and she wasn't into him, which I obviously she wasn't into him. The what same. I'm but- lo- okay. What I'm seeing. Okay. I'm looking up like, what is their history? And like, um, they. <laughs> Meghan so Pierce. What is their Megan history? Six months after Harry's wedding, Piers took to the Daily Mail to write an extensive column about the Duchess, which he titled, Meghan Markle is a ruthless social climbing actress who has landed the role of her life and is determined to milk it for all she can. And that's why the palace is beginning to turn on her. Okay, yeah, this is, yeah, this is just, I, I don't think they went on a date. I think that this is all just like them talking about each other in the media and they have a feud. And where did I read that? Who's fucking with me? I don't know, but I definitely did not hear that they went on a date. <laughs> I definitely did not hear that. Uh, well, this is the first Google search. Piers, 
Oh, a brief history of Piers Morgan's one-sided TV feud with Meghan Markle. Right. Okay, let's see. That's it. Um, let's see. It's I love the way they write about this. Like this article is so long, and I don't understand any of what it's saying. I wish you would just give me the answer. Like, yes, they did. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why press is dying because of people like me. <laughs> um. <gasps> While I look this up, Lucas, do you want to yeah. recap the situation to yes. our so, viewers? So for anyone who does not know, uh, Meghan Markle married Prince Harry a couple years ago. They have a baby boy. And initially they were, Meghan Markle was hoping to join the royal family, you know, do tours, public appearances, all the stuff that the royal family does as just part of the family, part of the group. And things really took a turn for the worse. And we did not get a lot of details about why they left the royal family or at least just backed away from it and moved to America. They live in California now. And they recently, Meghan Markle and Harry, uh, they had a interview with Oprah um, in which it was pretty tell all. There was very little that was left um, untalked about. Um, And it was pretty, it was rough. It was really, really rough to hear about what they've gone through. Obviously not rough in like the grand scheme. It's like they weren't starved or, <laughs> or like. Meghan Markle was taken into a chamber and told to say, I love crumpets 40 times until she couldn't. <laughs> While like a candle is just moving from, just from left to right. <laughs> I love crumpets. Cookies are called biscuits. Uh... Welcome to Bossing Say. Just like. <laughs> I did read, by the way, I got my answer. So they, Megan and Pierce used to be friends and they went out once for platonic drinks, but I don't think Pierce thought it was platonic. And then he got mad at them. Oh, but that is so messy. I mean, that is that that's more interesting that I did not know that was going on, but that's very interesting. When a girl rejects you and then proceeds to marry the prince, you don't go, well, that messy bitch should enjoy the role of her life. It's like, clearly she won. (laughs) Yeah. There's no version of, there's no, like, if, if I was in Piers Morgan, I'd be like, all right, fair enough. That is a glow up in terms of, in terms of your partner. I can't compete with that. I wish you well. You can't. You exactly. Can't. exactly. And you could rebrand. You could just be like, hey, I used to, you know, I went on a date with uh, the, yeah. the, the Duchess or what is it? The princess? Um, I think she's, well, she was a Duchess of Sussex. That's what oh. I think she was. Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Uh, oh, Harry yeah. and Meghan were. Yeah. Okay. And now they're Duke and Duchess of Montecito. oh yeah oh i'm i i watched the whole interview i was really Mm -hmm. curious to hear what you thought lucas especially because like i remember one of my first jokes i ever heard you do was the one you did about right yeah about prince art yeah because like um in case you guys don't know so i am pretty much like in terms of like um race i'm very i'm very similarly mixed to Mm -hmm. prince archie and that my dad is white and my mom is half black half white my dad is jewish as well and not a prince but otherwise <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> not, not yet not yet no um but yeah i was um it i i definitely felt like i was brought up i was brought on the almost to tears a couple times because like just to see like just to see the stuff that that megan was enduring all for the sake of the family it did like bring up stuff of like things that my mom had told me 
that nothing similar in terms of like media and like all this, but just like little stuff that my mom experienced and she shielded me from as a kid. Mm. Um, and that she only told me about probably within the last like seven years or so. Um, it just, it brought a lot of that back. And I just, I became, I felt very physically angry and mm-hmm. I really, I just wanted to hug Megan really, really badly. It just, it, I, oof, it was, yeah. Megan, come on the pod, but seriously. Please come on. I or understand. have me on yours on your Spotify. Um, oh my God, I forgot digital. this bitch is a podcaster now. Yeah. Emma, Emma, have us on Emma, the show. <laughs> Emma from Syracuse, please. From have Syracuse, us have us on the show. Yeah, it was, it was really beautiful to see her talk about it. And it just mm. made me think of, um, I'm curious to hear you talk about it. Like yeah. the experience of having a certain kind of privilege based on the way you look, but seeing the person closest to you not get that same privilege um and well, if in terms make, of like i was just no, curious if it, if it makes you feel as a result like um like you can almost like not experience it but also experience a little more than or or understand it a little more deeply than what you would if you just grown up like a white guy who had right, the same yeah. white privilege you know no i know i know what you mean One of those things is like, I remember when I first started flying on my own and I was just like zipping through airport security so easily and like just growing up the whole time, I was always so used to, I was like, all right, you need to arrive at the airport three hours early. You have to prepare for like going through, like getting slowed down a lot by airports because they're going to assume like that you're a terrorist or like a vic or something that they're, they're, they were just going to assume a lot of that. And then when I started flying alone, I was like, wait, is no one going to stop me? I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I look like this. And my name is Lucas Arnold. This is easy. Wow. Uh, it was it would that was a real that was a real realization I had that I, I had this like fluttery sensation. I was like, I can just go right through. It was mm-hmm. like. And so. And so I, I definitely thought of that. And, and and that's the thing is like, I also like, in terms of like racism or like things that I've experienced, even just sort of like from the side, I haven't experienced that. It was mainly around airports that I experienced that. And growing up in pretty much every other situation, it never really affected me, just right. being honest. Um, but in terms of like family stuff, I remember, well, I don't remember this, but it's something my mom told me about like, um, family friends trying to play matchmaker for my dad when I was maybe three. Like we were visiting my grandmother in Florida and my mom was in the living room with other people and I was sitting on her lap and that these family friends of my grandmother started playing matchmaker for my dad, trying to set him up with someone as if me and my mom didn't exist. Oh, God. That is so awful. And it's also just very crass to be like, well, let's have this conversation right here and now. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, almost feels purposeful, which is the I know. worst part. I know. And it, it really, it, re- it really, really shot it because, because I don't, I don't, I, I'm not like that close to, I don't even remember who those people were, but I was just like, how could they just to know that someone could do that to my mom? I was like, I want to fucking beat the fuck out of these people. I was like, Ugh. it was, yeah. It made me so, and then like, there was like a, also, I don't mean to like to make this all about me, but like, I also, my mom. No, I mean, I want to like, hear about your experience. Yeah. Specifically. But my, also like my mom, like 
because I, my dad's mom lived in Florida. She died when I was 10. But and I remember when we would visit her, she would sometimes take me to the pool across the street from my um, grandmother's apartment. And that my mom would say, yeah, there were these there was these women who were always by the pool who would always make snide little comments sort of under their breath, but a little too audible saying, oh, is she going to get in the pool? She's not going to get in the pool. She's not going to, oh, she's gotten, oh, she's in the pool. She's in the pool. With the, okay. Oh God. And racism so weird in that way. Cause it's like, what did they think was going to happen if she got in the pool? Yeah. She was just going to take a refreshing dip. Yeah. In the pool. Her skin tone was going to bleed into the water and <laughs> contaminate everyone. And then everyone would come out black. Oh no. Oh, ah. yeah. yeah, that's that is so nuts. And it's something it's like I feel like you have such a unique experience in being it's a definitely unique. Person. It's very yeah. it's very niche. Yeah. But yeah, that sort of fear of contamination, I think, is quite relevant because I would say one of the biggest bombshells of the interview was that someone in the royal family i'd love to hear your opinion on who i have my opinion on who it was uh, but apparently someone expressed concern uh, about how before prince archie was born about how dark he would be potentially in terms of skin tone which is crazy because that was what your joke was about exactly your, your joke was like this kid is not prepared for how white he's going to be one day exactly i was like if, I, if my life is anything to go by this kid is not prepared for how disappointingly white <laughs> he's going to become yeah and yet the royal family was like what if Meghan markle who like is like very light-skinned black suddenly like, oh yeah pops out the world's darkest child you know okay so here's my theory on who said it mm-hmm. it yes. might surprise you okay i think it was all of them really i think they were all in the same room gathering. wow you're going murder on the orient orient <laughs> express here it was just it was everyone well oh. i don't imagine from the way that this family is racist And from the way that this family is just kind of privileged and seemingly like stupid about current affairs of the press, you know, if Diana was any lesson from that, like, I feel like they were just gabbing the goo, which is my new expression for gossip, gabbing the goo, having afternoon tea and crumpets and just sitting around and like, they were just talking, they were like, I wonder how dark the baby will be. And like, Harry was just in the room because they didn't think anything of it. That is a very interesting idea that I have not thought of. Because that like, is very real, I've I feel like I've been around enough, like, you know, older, you know, kind of fake liberal, but also a little conservative mm. white people to know that like when people are being racist, it's not like a it's not like a movie about the 60s where they're like, yeah. Oh, are you this and that? It's like they're sitting around a room being like "Hmm, just shooting the breeze here like i wonder what and this is just how they think so i literally Mm. think it was just all of them in the room gabbing the go and i don't know who first said it but i'm sure there were three of them like "Hmm, yes i wonder that as well harry what do you think oh uh, yeah Uh, never mind (laughs) don't say what you think it's your child we'll keep talking yeah who do you think it was i thought it was charles that was my thought my thought was because like because they said very clearly that, um, well, it was made very clear that both Harry and Meghan had a pretty good relationship with the Queen, that they got along pretty yeah. well, that Harry still gets along well with her. And, and another one was like, okay, so the Queen's husband, Prince Philip, 
he's been known to make really off off color remarks that he's he's been known to say like racist stuff over the years he's like 1000 years old i don't think he knows where he is no people are like oh my god the royal family's racist it's like i'm sure that when you wake not you but when one wakes prince philip every morning you have to tell him that like don't worry like we're the war's over. In, yeah, the the war the war's over. You don't have to worry. No one's painting hieroglyphics around you. We're not in the caves. <laughs> you can come out now. It's okay. Oh god! But the thing is, like, I think I don't think it was Prince Philip because I think everyone just expects him. To, like he's he's that grandparent. You just go, oh yeah, sure. The Nazis are out. You can't mix the races. Sure, okay, whatever. Say whatever you want. You'll be dead soon. It'll be like so. I don't think. I don't think it was him because I don't think anyone would have reacted that badly, mm. even if he did say it. But I think, I think it was Prince. I don't think it was Prince William because I think that Harry and William are too close and mm. they, and I, and I still really like William as a person. Like he's a really nice dude. He has a good sense of humor. He takes jabs at himself. He's, he seems very, he seems like a very healthy dude. I, I like him a lot. Um, but Charles, like Charles is going to be king one day. And also like Charles went through a really messy divorce. He was, I, I don't, he's not a perfect person, but I do empathize with the fact that he was not allowed to marry the woman he originally loved. Yes. Camilla Parker yeah. Bowles. That to me is, I listened to this amazing podcast um, called You're Wrong About where they do like a five part series on the life of Princess Diana And what's most fascinating to me is that they told Charles he had to marry a virgin who was like of a certain family status. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, it's like, well, if that's your filter, obviously, maybe you're going to go through the entire realm of women who fit in that filter and pick the best one. But they compared it to like, trying to get the best salmon flavored candle it's like well then pi- like expand your filter a little bit because you're still not gonna like the candle not that diana yeah. is a salmon flavored candle because she's amazing and we are diana right. stands but it's like the f- the filter that he had to choose through exactly so prohibitive it's it's not he- you yeah. could never imagine putting that on your child i i would i can't imagine doing that and just like so if I did, it would be, cr- I would love to make like a really arbitrary, like, oh. not for oh, religious reasons. What's your criteria for like, all right. You can only marry a B-list celebrity um, <laughs> who eats dairy. <laughs> <laughs> so if your B-list bitch is a vegan, I'm sorry. No. doesn't matter if they're gay, straight, trans, if they're not a B-list celebrity. If right. they're an A-list celebrity, you absolutely can't. I mean, I would deal with the press. <laughs> What about you, Lucas? What would be your filter? Oh, my filter? Okay. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, oh, okay. They they have to be uh, mediocre or mediocre plus plant mom. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have to know their way around an air fryer. Those are my criteria. Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? That's not as prohibitive as you'd think. Because I know I'm a succulent keeping alive bitch mm-hmm. who knows her way around an air fryer. 
Well, I am happy to tell you that you are ha- that you are more than welcome to marry one of my Our unborn children. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but back to the subject at hand. So, like everything with like Princess Charles, Princess Charles, Prince Charles. <laughs> we dropped the code names too. Yeah, everything I know. with. I... <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, it's a lot. Who do we call Ass Eater again? Oh, it's Philip. Prince Philip. Oh god. Okay, so Prince Charles, um for all of his flaws and he has many, I did what I I think what we were hoping was that he would have a little bit of empathy for someone trying to marry outside the bounds. And for someone who's like going a little bit against the grain, which marrying a black woman or a mixed race woman, it is. Um, and marrying Meghan Markle from Suits. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. a part of it is that like they uh, Kate Middleton is what is she even she's from some Scottish university like rich like yeah. she was like I I think one of the reasons Diana was like picked for Charles was because she was like yes she was outside the family but originally she was of like a class status that people yeah thought no, she was, was acceptable she was noble it's like her dad is like Earl Spencer or something so she came from like quite a well-to-do family and very definitely nobility for sure the reason Um, the royals didn't like her was because she was too good and she drew too much attention exactly because she was incredible but Meghan markle i think they were just like well who is this bitch from the tv show suits trying to come into our home and it was definitely from the usa network (laughs) (laughs) not just the usa (laughs) the usa network oh but But yeah and so and so and harry uh in the interview said that um that they that the royal family saw how well megan did on her first like uh tour of australia and that they got flashbacks to when oh there's a super cool motorcyclist with a huge cock going by my my building i hope Um, he's waving it around i want to see it (laughs) wave it like just flopping in the breeze like a flailing arm tube man outside of a <laughs> look at it look at it station. my horn is so big <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I they got track. flashbacks to diana yes, right? exactly yeah. and about how well diana did and, and stole the show essentially and i guess they were afraid that maybe megan would do that not only to harry but what i'm guessing is maybe that them as a couple would outshine william and kate it's all so funny to me. It, okay, so to me, one of the most interesting anecdotes about the interview mm-hmm. wasn't any of the juicy, scandalous stuff. It was yeah. when Meghan Markle was talking about the first time she had to curtsy in front, yes. of, Miss, in front of Donuts. Yes, um, in front of Miss Donuts. In front of Miss Donuts. And that to me was so interesting because she clearly didn't think they still did this, which is such a normal reaction. I really which respect- is so understandable, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's the pomp and circumstance, everything you do outside. But indoors, we're a family and we would treat each other just as people. That makes complete sense to me. I just imagine someone maybe Harry's had other girlfriends on the low and then like they went in front of the queen and they were just like, 
nah, you guys are all just fucking around, right? Like, I don't have to really, <laughs> I don't have to really do that. <laughs> well, we, probably, we never saw her again because she's well, dead now. I will say probably not because in it, when you're, another thing is uh, when you're English or if you're just British, you just have this innate understanding that you just sort of, oh, like you just, you immediately shrink when you're around the, ro- on the Royals. Like you yeah. just, you have to bow, you have to, you, you will overdo it because yeah. it's not polite. like celebrities it's yeah. not it's not like celebrities it's like a whole other thing royalty yeah, yeah. political re- in a way i remember uh, there was also a story do you know stephen fry is yes love him okay so yeah he he once had pen gillette of pen and teller he was saying um and pen was about to meet the queen or maybe so, or maybe Prince Charles, someone in the royal family. And Pendulette beforehand was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm just a human, and they're just humans. I'm not gonna, not gonna bow. I'm not gonna call them Your Majesty. I'm not gonna do any of that." And then Mistake. the moment, and the moment they came into the room, he just like he crouched so, Your Majesty, oh, and he was like, <laughs> and he just like he prostrate, and then he and afterwards he was like, "Why did I do that?" And what, what, why do they have this effect on me? And Stephen Fry was like, "Yeah, that's them, man. That's the royals." And and so especially for the English and just people in the UK, like that is something you will overly do. Being polite and being yeah. overly polite is a very British thing. And so I, I don't it. think I that's I talk something... big talk, but I would suck the queen's toes. Like if she oh, asked, yeah. I don't know why she'd ask. But if you're out there. <laughs> glazed, glazed toes for Miss Donuts. Um... <laughs> Miss Donuts, I will suck your glazed 90 year old toes. <laughs> baby girl (laughs) woo disrespecting the queen it's actually the ultimate form of respect to suck someone's Mm. toes not that I've ever done it I've never sucked toes either but I'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) what a time to start but yeah when she was saying she was learning to curtsy and she didn't realize the way to do it and Oprah was like how do you curtsy and Megan was like deeply that really (laughs) impacted me because I was like it did remind me of Diana in the sense that it, it was like there's if everyone can relate to this feeling of being in a room with a bunch of people who seem like the social order of things, whether you're mm. in high school and you're around the popular kids or like you're in the royal family because you're marrying Prince Harry or if you are a comedian in a room full of popular comedians like whatever whatever you're at work and everyone at your job seems to think a certain way everyone can relate to that feeling of being in the room and everyone's acting weird like in a way you wouldn't act but they all think it's normal and they all think you're weird and so it just right makes you feel like you're going insane which is always my biggest fear because the feeling that you miss the memo that's a huge thing Going, I mean, me. going to art school is like that. When I was in acting school, I was like, why do all these bitches think this joke is funny? And I think this joke is funny. Like mm-hmm. it makes, so everyone can relate to that feeling. And I think to me, that's one of the biggest similarities about Megan and Diana is that yeah. they both have this way of being that the general populace thinks is wonderful. Overwhelmingly, Diana was more popular than the Royals. Overwhelmingly, oh, absolutely. Megan is more popular than the Royals. And yet within that small room of people, they're both mm-hmm. persona non grata. Well, yeah, that's be- well, that's because I I remember when I first started getting into The Crown. I'm obsessed with The Crown. I love the show. But I then got into like watching like lots of, uh, lots of other Royal documentaries. 
And one, and the thing that made Diana so good was that one, she was just very empathetic and, and she, but she was also a normal person. And that's, so that's how, why, how, and why she related to normal people. Like there were like a few moments where she would be like, you know, shaking hands with a lot of people and she would go, Oh, those are nice shoes. Did you get those at Marks and Spencer's? Like she just had like the Mm -hmm. vocabulary of where people did stuff and bought stuff. Like she had, she was on the same level as people. And so she could, and so she could connect in yeah. a way that the royal family just fit. It's physically impossible because they're so separate. Oh, my God. I know. It feels also like there's a lot of people who say that immigrant parents love Diana. And like a lot of immigrant parents are really obsessed with Diana. And I kind of get it because it's like when you're an immigrant, maybe you don't speak English. You come to America. You're in this strange new world where like you could have been at the most prestigious profession in your home country but when you come to the states there are still going to be some assholes who are going to be like you don't speak the language you know and that mm-hmm. feels like you're alone in this strange world that you don't understand but you know you're better than it like you know you're mm-hmm. better than that world and that to me feels like why a lot of like sylvie tells me her mom was obsessed with diana and her mom was really cuban and like but it it also like there's a clip on Rami, the sh- you know the show that that comedian. Oh yeah, Rami the show. Makes, yeah, the show Rami, where his parents are like Diana was murdered <laughs> and like telling mm. him all about it. So right. they're obsessed with Diana too. It's the strange thing that I feel like goes across a lot of immigrant yeah. moms where they just adore I, Diana. Another thing, I don't know if I necessarily buy into like the conspiracy theory that Diana was actually murdered, but I, do, I don't either. I, but I do. I don't necessarily like the idea, but I find it very plausible because like. There was there was the um, car crash, but then there were just like photographers swarming the scene, no one helping her, but just everyone taking pictures. They were just all like obsessed, almost like going for a drug, just like getting getting that picture and being the first one to publish it. And that is because no, and if people got to her in time and actually pulled her out and actually expressed empathy as you would for someone in an accident, that she might still be alive. And so in that sense that the media is responsible for Diana's death. And I, and I, that makes sense. It, 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 I like that in my mind, the way that that's framed that the media is in part very responsible for being so obsessed with the image of Diana that no one actually helped her and saved Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. At the same time, I have heard some, some like kind of other interesting things around Diana's death that it definitely, I don't believe she was murdered. Mm -hmm. I believe that what, there was a couple of like medical errors that led to Mm. her death and also the sense of urgency to get her to the hospital wasn't nearly enough. And yeah, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things around it, but what I think is, what I think is so sad is that I think if she were alive today, she would just be the weirdest like Instagram mom, like putting up little filters on her face and just like getting dressed. I feel like she'd be a January Jones type and I'm just no matter she'd what have happened, a TikTok. she would totally have a TikTok. Oh, she'd be yeah. famous on I want to see Princess Diana's TikToks. Oh. So what uh, no matter what happened with her death, I'm just so bummed that she's not alive right now. I know. You know I'm real it's like her and Freddie Mercury that I really want to see what they would have been like on social media. I wish oh I God, would yes. love oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I would have loved that so much. But um what was I going to say in terms of princess? But yeah. Oh, um, my mind is totally going blank. I don't know why. Bro, is it princess and princess and Megan? <laughs> yeah. Princess and Megan. But, um, 
but yeah, I also, this, another thing that weirdly broke my heart was the way that at this, that the Harry and Meghan, they were cut off financially from the Royal family. But Harry said, if it wasn't for what my mother left me, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to have gotten out of gotten security and eventually get to where we are now. And that is a heartbreaking thing to think about. Diana got that, them out. That Diana got them out, but also foresaw what was going to potentially happen to her second child. Oh my God. Whoa. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of it that way. That she was, that she not only was dealing with everything she was dealing with her whole, that her whole life pretty much, but also was seeing ahead and being like, I need to cover my kid, my kid's ass. Cause one of them is going to be the King, but the other one, he's going to go through some, some shit. And I want him to have like some cushioning. Like what that. did you think of before he stopped taking my calls? Which was, I, for listeners who don't know, a soundbite mm-hmm. that Harry made to Oprah where he was talking about Prince Charles, his father, yeah. and saying something happened before he stopped taking my calls. What I thought was that that was when, what I thought Harry meant was that was that Prince Charles had talked about skin color, about Prince Archie, and that oh. and that that's what made Harry go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Is that what? And being like, "I, I, I can't, I can't do this," and like seeing like all the the toll of mental health that's happening with Meghan, and like she was threatening suicide or saying mm-hmm. that she was on the brink of that, and that that was, I think that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for him. Yeah, and I that, th- and then. And then I think that Harry's decision to leave the royal family angered Prince Charles, maybe, maybe angered him so much that he was like, how could you do this? This is, this is our whole life. This is our family. You're turning your back on me for this little thing I said or something like that. He seems like one of those people who's such a baby that you cannot tell him something he did wrong without mm. him being like, well, Fuck me, I guess. I, if you want to talk to me, like, yeah. you better not come around lecturing me, uh, which is just so. I know. Neat. I remember a clip from the podcast I listened to about Diana saying that whenever Diana was was down, which she was often because she had mental health issues that paralleled oh, yeah. a little bit of what Megan was was go- said she was going through. Oh, huge and, parallels. And. Uh, when Diana was down, Charles would stay and try and cheer her up. But the way he would cheer her up was by trying to read her Shakespeare. Right. Which is probably the most, like... First of all, Diana definitely never expressed an interest in Shakespeare. No. But then Charles would get mad because he'd be like, why doesn't she feel cheered up by this amazing Shakespeare that I picked out for her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god they were such a bad match they really really were it was terrible it would be so he was fun. also like 10 years older than her he couldn't relate in, at all but i think what i think the reason why he was attracted initially was that he's that she helped him get over a breakup because she's just such a natural compassionate person and then he was like oh maybe there's possibility here and that was like that was the impetus to try to go out with her i think well that's the most relatable he's ever been but i will say yeah. listeners Next time you're in a fight with your significant other, just start reading Shakespeare. Please. <laughs> just start it's... being just like a Brutus was an honorable man, as are they all honorable men. What are you talking about? Do the dishes. Yeah. 
Another thing that um, I wanted to talk about was like, do you remember? <clears throat> it was it was towards the beginning when um, people were already from the moment that Megan was pregnant, framing things in a way to put her down, just like the way she was holding her baby bump. Like, mm-hmm. well, look at her just holding it all the time. Uh, yes. Change it up once in a while. Like, and whereas people were praising Kate Middleton when she was pregnant, like, oh, look at her. She's such a beautiful mom already. Look at her. And like, and also that, Kate Middleton was crying and that, and that apparently like Megan like caused it. And it was just, it was just tabloids building upon each other's stories, all these wild, all this wild shit. Yeah. That to me was, um, that was really transparent. Also the toast (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) when Megan was eating avocado toast, the, the UK press said that she didn't care about the earth. And that she was causing, right. what was it, environmental destruction and didn't right. care about avocado shortages. Yeah. Whereas was... when Kate Middleton ate avocado toast, she was nourishing her unborn bibbit. Right. It is, well, it feeds into the, um, it feeds into a larger narrative, I think, of like I, shaming black mothers. That's what it is. And sort of not. And because like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've heard the statistic that like black women are like three times as more likely to have complications during birth than white women at at hospitals Mm -hmm. and that, and that they die on average more frequently. And I, and I haven't talked about this with my mom, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was maybe a reason why I was born at home and why Mm -hmm. I wasn't born at a hospital. Yeah, I see that because I know, yeah, I've heard a lot about how uh, Black women don't get proper treatment in the hospital because their ailments aren't taken it's as beca- seriously. It's because they're, they're they're assumed to be able to withstand more pain. Oh, God, that's the worst. But also, yeah. Uh, do you have any memories from being born at home? Because I've always thought it sounded no. I have n- nice. No, I have, n- I have no memories of the Lucas, day. Lucas, you have don't any- remember being being born? No, I don't remember the first light. I don't remember. I don't remember any of it. I know Ugh. what happened, which is that my dad caught me. That's what my, that's what, that's what I know. Is that it was a squatting fashion and my dad caught me. And, and like you so were a I football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just, I, yeah. I'm just imagining you literally like flew out. You're like, already. Yeah. Your dad was like, yeah. <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, do you remember your birth? No, I was just fucking with you. Oh, could, okay. you, could you imagine? I was like, yeah, I remember it was the hospital. It was nice. I was really hoping you were going to be like, yeah, I actually remember what it was like to be a baby in the womb. That's how far my memory goes back. My brain is on a next level. I thought you I, were- can't, I can't remember what I ate today. I smoked too much weed. So no, I don't think I would suddenly remember my birth. <laughs> I, had, I had leftover sweet potato fries for lunch. It was very good. Oh, that sounds lovely. It was really nice. You know yeah. what? I do remember what I had. I had gochujang eggplant from the New York <gasps> Times recipe Ooh. section because that the bitch nice. loves to cook and knows I to lay around an air fryer so I can marry Lucas's child. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, You're a, a suitable, a suitable, a suitable lady. A suitable um, wife. Um, any last thoughts on Megan and Harry before we go to listener submissions? I have one or two. Um, you go first. Um, I'm going to think for a sec. Um, I don't want to gloss over the fact that Tyler Perry gave Megan security. That made me so happy. It made me so, he just like, he just came in the clutch. He was like, I, I got you guys. You guys need a transition period. I have got, 
and it was also that that was another thing that like not only was like Prince Archie, like he's not like a member of the royal family, so he's not going to get protected, but that Harry's security that he's had his whole life was pulled from him. He probably doesn't even know how to lock his own door. Probably not. <laughs> Megan, how do you use the keys? Um, how do you tie shoes? <laughs> that was really good. I- <laughs> that was Prince Charles. That was not Harry. I, I don't know how to do Harry. Oh, but you it's similar vocally. Harry's got that husky tone that's like, he does. He was husky, too. but Prince Charles, he's very, you just hold your jaw and he's, he's very good at playing particular characters. He's, he, that's how you just do Wow. So fuckable for Diana. Now <laughs> I see why she had a child with another man. Can you imagine? Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not real. No, it, no, but for real, like I've seen like pictures of like Harry and it's like it, you can see, especially like around the eye structure, you can see similarities to Charles and Elizabeth as well. I but, think um, it is Charles, but wouldn't it be funny if like Charles wasn't picking up his calls because he, he was like, I read an article that compared my face to Harry's face. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look, I didn't want to look like, like the ginger posted. <laughs> Harry, he sounds a little like Wallace and Garage. He's like, oh, man. Uh, You're doing Elvis right now. (laughs) Megan, I don't want to be without the royal security. I'm all shook up. Oh, Um, my God. But I am happy that Tyler Perry came in clutch. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected it. Also, it does mean someone had to explain to the Queen and Philip who Tyler Perry is, which gave me oh, a lot I of really joy. can you imagine them watching Medea? <laughs> I you that, know what honestly, I think the Queen would have a laugh. She seems cool. I want to smoke weed yeah. with the Queen and I want to suck her toes. Just reiterating. <laughs> I w- I really would love to smoke weed with the with the Queen. That would be really cool. That would she, be really fun. She'd get fucked up and see so much funny shit. Would she be a little racist? Yes. Well that's the thing is that every interaction I've when people talk about interactions with the queen, they say that she's really funny, that she's oh, really, really and she, in a way that like, she totally owns who she is. Um, that like, apparently like another story that Stephen Fry once said that they were at a party somewhere and that she just sort of like gave a little nudge in Stephen Fry's ribcage. Just, mm. And then she said, is anyone going to give me cake? Wow. Oh, this I like that she wants cake. Oh, I like that a lot. I want that cake. <laughs> we all do. We want. We all Donuts. do. Yeah, Miss Donuts. Miss Donuts needs Ms. Donuts cake. toast. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, wait. So, um, do you have any other uh, last thoughts about Meghan and Harry? Yes, my last thought is for all of this, they have to be really in love, and that's beautiful. Oh yeah. There's no other way. If I were Megan and I like was not in love with Harry, I would have simply left the first day and been like, I got a curtsy like that. No, no, no. This is not for me. Yeah. But when you love someone, you will do anything for them. And I think that it is beautiful that Harry left his entire family behind to be with her. And Megan tried to leave her entire life behind yeah. to be with him. And I think that, that's that's all very valuable. I found it so encouraging to see that Harry when push came to shove his priorities were right mm-hmm. and that he was that he was like i need to prioritize my wife and the health of my child and my growing family this is my priority and that and that he ultimately d- that he didn't sacrifice not but like 
it, it just made me so happy to know that he turned out right, that his yeah. head was that his head was screwed on straight and he did the right thing. It because another thing that really bothered me is that one something that I've noticed a lot in the media over the years is they sort of they have this conversation over who was more affected by Diana's death. Was it William or Harry? And that I remember initially a lot of people said that William was more affected and that Harry was more okay that he was like hey, he's a weed smoker he like he's cool doing his own thing he's sort of just where and and that even now people are saying oh actually he was more affected whereas William was a little bit older and a little bit more mature so he wasn't as affected they I have in my mind they were both just just infinity tragic for them just an infinite amount of tragedy it's just lose such your a mom funny conversation a to have because it's a conversation we would not have in any other context like imagine someone being like well i wonder who in gabby's family was more affected when her grandma died like was it her and her sister like let's talk about let's 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 measure out who wins the affected contest it's just this is not a normal conversation for people to be having so it's like the being royal you know Oh, whatever like yes they get taken care of well financially yes they're not starving they're not like you know they're having a lot of these painstaking conversations at like polo matches so on the one yeah. hand i'm like okay this is all not that bad but on the other hand the way that these people's lives get intruded upon i mean i know so arcane and it's i would say inhuman it's not human to have like everything put on show and then in private you're so restricted that you almost can't move right it's, it's so awful and but yeah i'm just so proud of Harry that he saw he saw history repeating itself he didn't want any harm to come to his wife and he was like fuck this I'm breaking the, I'm breaking this this new cycle it's not going to continue and, and I like that he's a real wife guy like I I feel like Harry is just really into Megan and I feel like when they're watching TV he's always like you say such funny things Megan uh, <laughs> they probably just really enjoy being around each other and I think Archie's gonna be a good kid maybe he'll turn into a stand-up comic and that would be really the, the greatest tragedy be, of all. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Holy, he would steal my whole act. I need him not to do that. I need, I have no other qualities about me and or material. <laughs> I cannot deal Please with that. Please welcome the only mixed race person in the world, Archie Merkel. That's <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. Is, does he have a last name now? Because I know that. William and Harry, when they went to school and they, went, they were called William Wales and Harry Wales because their dad was the prince. That, that, they don't have a last name. I know that William's full name is Prince William Arthur Philip Louis. So his um, name is technically Prince. <clears throat> Just a thought. Um, I think Archie... The Archie formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yes, that should be his name. I was going to say Archie... Sus Archie of Sussex. And you can yes, hyph- I you think can hyphenate it. that makes. I think it would be like Archie Sussex. I think that's what they would be because the, the Duke and Duchess. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do think Archie Markle is a better comedian name. So for that is a for really good ending, comedian name. Yeah, like Archie Markle. Can't you see him headlining at Caroline's now? Archie Markle. Oh yeah, yeah. He you can see at a funny bone Archie Markle. It's just it's it it. Oh, that's good, Archie Markle. 
Oh, that's okay. good. Well, Archie Markle, when you get older, come on the pod. Except uh, you can't <clears throat> because if you do, Lucas will get erased. Yeah. And, and we can't have that. Um, okay. All, all right. right. So what will not be erased are some of our wonderful uh, listener submissions. I have one pulled up. It is a phobia or an extreme fear that this person has. Mm-hmm. So this person says, I am obsessively afraid with someone drowning me in oil or someone trying to hide my corpse in an oil tank. This stemmed from me watching uh, watching true crime, specifically American Murder, The Family Next Door, where this husband killed his wife and kids, drove into the desert, also like a couple hours away from where I live, which freaked me out even more because I do... Because if I do get murdered, someone definitely could bury me in those oil tanks. And he, this guy on the TV show, he buried the wife normally and like in the ground, but the kids were buried in oil tanks, diversifying your portfolio. (laughs) Never a one trick pony with these murderers, honestly. Yeah. So, um, but the kids were buried in oil tanks. Now at like 3 a.m., I just think about suffocating in oil and how terrible that would be compared to water. That would be, well, also like this dude killed his kids first and then just dumped the bodies in the oil tanks. We're in, like, that's where they were buried. It wasn't drowned in oil. This is but why I, no one should watch true crime. I feel like I, whenever I like was going to go out to a party or something. My mom always mm-hmm. like decided that was the moment to hit me with some kidnapping story. And eventually oh. I was just like, if I want to hear this, I will read the news. <laughs> like <laughs> That is such a mom tactic to be like, well, you know, this girl's ears were cut off and made into an oh origami God. flower. So don't let that happen <laughs> to you. I was like, I'm going to my friend's house. It's going to be <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, I remember my dad just scaring me. He's like, you need to be aware of, excuse me um you need to be aware of your burps because they could be that beautiful yeah that was <laughs> no, very my, beautiful thank you um my no but my dad told me one time he was like you need to be aware of like strangers and anyone approaching you because like there you could be you could be just thrown in the back of a van and and forced to be a prostitute that could happen to you and i was like oh jesus okay um and so i i was definitely given those like scare stories as well and i was like thrown in the all. back of a van and forced then to be a prostitute like into the sex trade Oh, I got it. I like the yeah. idea that they would just take you to like a strip club and be like, go up. Come on. There's been, there you go. <laughs> go give that nice man a lap dance. <laughs> You'd come home to your dad like, you were right. They made me go to Hustlers. <laughs> they made me give that man a lap dance for $500. Also, I can buy new shoes. A dramaturg is talking to me about the stripper movie with J-Lo and Cardi B. Oh, such a good movie. It was such a good movie. I wish it didn't win Oscars. It bothered me so much. It pissed me off. Um, I just want to say about this listener submission that when I first heard it, I thought that they were talking about olive oil, like drowning in olive oil. Um, And I was like, that sounds nice. (laughs) It sounds What a fragrant way to drown. Yeah, it's sounds delicious like who who cares but no regular oil you don't want to do that but also i don't think that you have to worry about that in your life because um sounds like that serial killer was really thorough and advanced and i think most people can't even do their own taxes right so they wouldn't execute an amazing serial killer murder right so you don't have to worry about it yeah exactly 
yeah, you'll be fine. Okay, here's one. I haven't fully read this one, so mm-hmm. this is, but it looks interesting from just the couple words I'm seeing. I used to work in guest relations for a small cruise line. So small that I was the only one in my department. Generally, I dealt with complaints from guests who had just finished their cruise. The cruise line has small ships and caters to the rich and retired. I have many stories of the strange things complained about. I have two stories that I enjoy sharing the most. First was about a gentleman who had complained that the 24-hour kitchen would not give him a cookie in the middle of the night. The only exception for the 24-hour kitchen was the night before docking. In this man's case, the kitchen was closed since it was the end of the cruise. So out of frustration, he broke into the kitchen to get his midnight cookie. Well, he contacted us and told us his frustration with needing to collect his own cookie and demanded some sort of compensation. In response, we actually had to punish him for breaking into the kitchen. Suffice to say, that was not the response he wanted. And he was told he couldn't cruise with the company again. Um, My second story is a little less silly. A lady tried to get her whole cruise refunded because she claimed one of the lounge chair cushions flew off the chair and hit her in the back of the head. No small pillow either. Talking about those big cushions on the part that you sit on. We actually had the staff measure them. They were about two feet by three feet and at least four inches thick. It's pretty absurd to say that a cushion that large would be flying through the air with the winds at the time she's claiming. It was windy, but not that windy. She stated that her neck had lots of trauma and she got migraines. I'm not saying she didn't have pain. She had seen a doctor even, but more likely it was from sleeping on it weird, not from a giant lounge cushion. I denied her refund request, but she kept seeing doctors and saying her whole experience was ruined. Eventually she got lawyers involved and the case was taken out of my hands. Wow. That's I'm I'm wondering if these are people just like trying to like gain the system. Oh, that, absolutely. like no absolutely. Question. Also the first dude, I like I I I really hope that he would just like one he had one suitcase which was just like chock a block full of like Pepperidge Farm. Like he was just <laughs> like I need cookies and then he was running out and he was just like I need one. Like he just He's addicted. He's yeah. he's addicted. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I really like the couch cushion one because that I like is that so too. specifically like there are, I feel like there are lots of customers or older people who will they are probably having an unrelated issue and they will blame one thing that definitely did not happen on that issue. Right. Or maybe they convince themselves that this is also an issue. Like like maybe they were like feeling just like she was like feeling just a little bit of pain up until the cruise. And then like, maybe she did get knocked around by the cushion. And then that was like, this is the cause it like. This is like when, when Pat and I had that woman who claimed that we kept the secret dog, like right. no acknowledgement that I could have just like, yeah. there are no acknowledgement that there could have been bad plumbing, no acknowledgement that, Maybe it like rained that day and there was leakage in her apartment. No acknowledging that maybe her toilet was broken. Just there's definitely a secret dog. Right. Peeing on my floor. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, these are, those are juicy. I really like those stories. Yeah. That made Um, me happy. Keep them coming, everyone. Keep them coming. Please. Okay. um, Hey, besties. This isn't an irrational fear or something I think about often, but it's kind of funny. I wasn't allowed to wear dangly earrings until I was like 10. And I had to be in a safe environment, not school because of kids in recess. And let me tell you, I was terrified of someone ripping them out and having my ears all bloody because they ripped my ear. 
I love dangly earrings so much, but I'm still scared of someone accidentally ripping my earlobes or the earrings being too heavy that day themselves ripped and themselves ripping through the earlobes. I don't think they could be too heavy that they would just like tear their way through (laughs) your skin, but of like someone accidentally like tearing it off, like that is a real fear I would have if I had earrings. Yeah, that's one of those things like you see one TV program where that happens and you're just scarred for life. Like, oh, yeah, um, there's one episode of Girls where Lena Dunham gets a Q-tip stuck in her ear and has to go to the hospital. Since then, I cannot clean my ears because I believe that I, I if I put a Q-tip in too far, it will go to my oh. brain. So I just have crusty ears. Oh, you can't <laughs> do that. However, I do know that you can do like surgery of the brain through the nose that that's actually not that difficult. Is that why the COVID swab feels like it's touching your brain? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it's a story my dad told me that a woman that he knew back in the day had brain surgery and it was done through her nose, removing a tumor. And that there was a point where she could feel it uh, like getting scooped out, essentially. Oh, my God. She wasn't under anesthetic. No, she, she was, was like, but it was like just not enough. Like oh, it wasn't pain, but she could feel it there. That's that's actually one of my biggest phobias is get, having to get a surgery and waking up during when I'm supposed to be under anesthesia. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, I know that something you can do is like you'll you'll be holding like the um, uh, anesthesiologist's hand, and that if you can feel anything, you squeeze his hand, and he just ups it a little bit. The painkiller. Being an anesthesiologist sounds easy. You're just like fuck it, let's crank it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that hand squeezing. All right, push the button. It's like being yeah. a uh, a ride operator at the Ferris yeah. wheel. <laughs> it was actually like, interesting. All right, I was, press the button. But I was talking about uh, yesterday with some other comedians about like uh, piercings that like going wrong, and then like you started talking about like nipple piercings and how that like, oh, like how Cuomo un- has them. Oh mm, yeah, <laughs> but that apparently like if something goes wrong in the bedroom, like that could be like ripped out and your nipples fucked up or something. Just. Ugh. Wow. I know. Yeah, I always got scared. I can't do nipple piercings. It's it's too, I mean, not that it would match my aesthetic anyway, considering like I've got camp counselor vibes, so it wouldn't make sense. But my nipples are already so sensitive. How is oh, someone yeah. going to pierce a hole through it? Mm. For what? So I can put a bejewel in there? Get a little mustache on the other side of them, like... Well, how cute. You know what? Now you've got me convinced. I'll do like a yeah. little mustache here and then I'll push my boobs together and they can be friends. <laughs> they can have little faces that kiss each other. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, oh my God. All okay, right. Should we do one more? Yeah. Do you have one? Oh, wait, up? I have one more. This is, this is gold. It just says, I'm scared that one day I will run into Kanye West. And what will you do? I don't know. I'm just, I think this person is just afraid about like what may happen. What that's Kanye Kim Kardashian writing in. Kanye's like <laughs> Kim's like I'm scared of running into my ex Meerkats. Oh, you help me, what? Kim Kardashian. If that's you writing in, please tell us. Please <laughs> post. Uh, please tell us via a post on your Instagram page. Please do that. Just be like, hey, uh, it's actually me. This is a podcast I follow, by the way. They're really good. <laughs> Two um, Meerkats. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Everyone listen. I, imagine Chris Jenner listening to Two Meerkats. <laughs> She's not our target audience, Lucas. 
what if she what if she's the one who said that what if she lied about being 16 and she's actually the one who's into pat haywood wow yeah that's that was we had a because we were talking about before we were recording how we had a, a someone submit saying hey i'm 16 but pat haywood's really hot he and is really we were, hot yeah he is handsome man gorgeous but if gorgeous that's song. chris jenner writing in I mean, Pat's single, and I'm sure he would love to marry into the Kardashians. It wouldn't be weird at all. That that feels like the one thing that's close to the royal family is the Kardashians, except you don't bow mm. to them. If I were in the Kardashians' house, I'd just be chilling with them like, hey, what's up? Like, I, obviously, I wouldn't yeah. need to bow. But they're the closest thing we have to, like, royalty in America. I think I so, think. yeah. Well, yeah. also the Kennedy family, weirdly. Not in, like, the... Yeah, no, I see what you're not saying. Not in the same sort of reverence or, like, public eye, but just in the way that everyone knows about them. Yeah. And that and that also like marrying into the family means a lot. Yes. Oh, for sure. It means more probably than marrying into the Kardashians. Because you marry into the Kardashians, you're out tomorrow. Who hasn't married into the Kardashians? Who hasn't married into the Kardashians? Kim, if you're listening, sorry, but it's true. Um, all right. You know what? I will do one more because it's also insane. One more. Um, a teacher in my high school got fired for hitting a kid. Everyone in her chemistry class hated her with a burning passion. For context, she once said that she could drown one and a half of us in a square meter of water. The kid she hit was one of a group trying to get her fired. He turned in an assignment late, and she meant to playfully hit him in the back of the head with a folder. Instead, he turned around and she hit him in the face. He complained to the principals and they fired her the next day. Uh, she was teaching my chemistry class when every single one of the administrators and the school security guards showed up and forced her to leave class. We were in the middle of taking a quiz, so we were glad we didn't have to finish it. Oh, my wow. God. There's a rumor Ooh. that happened to me at my school uh, like a couple of years after I graduated with this health teacher I had who um, was just acting really erratic and... The rumor was she was on a bunch of pills and she basically had a breakdown in the middle of the class and she had to get escorted out. Wow. It's a very weird thing to see when you're a teenager, but I feel like it's also, if someone's like not just going through addiction, if someone's like really mean spirited and cruel and you hate them, like you hate Mm. your teacher, it's very validating to see them escorted out by a bunch of security guards. Cause you're like, I was right. No one listens to me, but I was right. I had a I had a similar thing in that when I was in middle school, I had a French teacher who very often would give my class detention because she would hear it because she heard us talking, um, quote unquote. And it was she heard voices in her head. <laughs> she thought it was you guys. Well, here's the thing is that so and it's, she would be like, all right, so, OK, who was talking? I need someone to fess up. And like none of us were talking. And so she was like, all right, I'm giving the whole class detention. She would do this like a, she did this a good handful of times. And it was only later on when I was in high school, but I was talking to someone who was a year younger than me, who also went to my middle school where, um, and she was like, oh, she's, oh, she's no longer teaching. She has schizophrenia. She was hearing voices. She's no, oh my God, I was she's right. Out. <gasps> you were actually right. Oh my God. That's crazy. I, I'm glad she got help, but it just really is amazing that she could get off blaming you guys for so long. And I'm sure some student joked like, oh, she just has schizophrenia and everyone thought they were so mean, but it was actually true. Yeah. I I never want to be 16 again. Anyway, props to your school for firing that teacher. Props to my school. I also want to say about this listener. When they were like the teacher playfully hit him in the back of the head. 
the teacher also shouldn't playfully hit kids in the back of their heads. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good thing to do. That's oh, uh, but the but that was a bad teacher. Now the teacher's gone. So it's it's all so it's all it's all and good. Now you can just listen. Maybe you don't even have school anymore because she was your one teacher. Now you can just sit yeah. at home and listen to this podcast all day. Now you could just DM Miss Donuts and ask to lick the glaze <laughs> off her toes. <laughs> and on that note and on that note thank you guys for listening thank you guys for listening and watching we are two nosy meerkats we will see you next time